You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneurs Podcast. Today we have Liam Caswell on with us from Australia, who and Liam owns the High Performance Nursing. Uh, Liam, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to collaborate and connect. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Liam, um, especially given that you're in, in Australia, uh, give us a little bit of background about you as a nurse and give us any like tidbits if there's anything different that you know of <laughs> about sure. being a nurse. Sure. Yeah, so um, my name is Liam. Uh, I've been a nurse for uh, 12 years now. Uh, actually, you might sense from my accent that I'm from the UK. Um, I grew up in Scotland, uh, trained across there. And um, then very quickly, once I finished my degree, moved down to um, just outside London. Uh, because in Scotland, there was no jobs at the time. Gone are those days where there are no jobs available. Um, so uh, I worked predominantly across medical admissions and planning, intensive care unit, started my career. And then a couple of years in, I met my partner and moved to Sydney, Australia. So not a bad move. Uh, it's a very beautiful place if you haven't been come visit in Australia and hit me up. Um, but I got here and I started to explore my career in Australia. It's kind of got this um, reputation for allowing people to just explore and travel and be an agency nurse and do all this PRN work. And for me, that was really insightful because I got to do lots of different things. Um, and from there, I just built my career up. I worked in... Um, education, tertiary education. I taught advanced life support. I became a nurse educator for five inpatient medical units. I was a nurse unit manager um, across a different couple of specialties. I worked in primary healthcare, did all the things, burnt out many times <laughs> and realized through that journey, like many of us, that there's just such limited support uh, through coaching and mentoring. So high performance nursing was born. I myself was looking for a nurse career coach. I was looking for somebody to help me navigate my career. I felt like I was a high performer. I was, I'd built my career in 10 years from being a cleaner straight up to like, you know, two steps away from being director of nursing. And I just thought to myself, what am I doing? <laughs> Where am I going? And I was really in this place. So like, I was, I was actually depressed. I was anxious. A lot of us will resonate with this, like, um, burnt out, and I just was questioning everything. So I couldn't find a nurse career coach. Um, and I found a non-clinical career coach. And of course, I thought, this is going to be terrible. I'm not going to get anything from this. They don't understand. And it changed my world. <laughs> and um, from there, I was like, I need to bring this to the nursing industry. I need to help people see that there's more to their career than just hospital nursing. So now your non-clinical career coach, was that somebody in the healthcare field or were they completely outside of the completely they were just human resources yeah human resources a business coach and um I went there thinking that I was just going to get some clarity around my next steps and like jazz up my resume and the more that we unpacked like my values and what aligned with me and what I had to offer the world she was like you should totally start a business and I thought oh my goodness I did not come here for this and I was like I don't really know any nurses that have started a business this was maybe two years ago I was like I don't really know anybody and then um, of course the rest just unfolded and high performance nursing was birthed <laughs> um well, well there, I, there's a lot to unpack there <laughs> first of all but 
Um, so, okay, so you're in the, this human resources place thinking you're going to get clarity on your next uh, steps in your career. So I would say, like, are, is it limited, the number of things that you can do as a nurse in Australia, or is it is there a perception of limited opportunities or both? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think, I mean, I've worked across Australia, Fiji and um, the UK. And what I've seen as a common theme is that just people are limited by what we're taught at university. Um, it's very much so that you've got to get into the hospital. And then from there, you build your career and you take like the education path, the leadership path. And in Australia, although we do have senior nursing roles like PhDs and nurse practitioners, they're relatively limited in their scope. Um, I think in comparison to the US and even the UK. So that's still a work in progress. But of course, if you're somebody that doesn't want to progress clinically, then what? Like, then where do you go? And for me, the compounding issue was the culture was terrible. <laughs> and I was like, I've worked across three countries. How can the culture be bad everywhere? And I was really questioning that and thinking, how can we build this high performance culture where people can come to work, love what they do, do their best, but also look after themselves? Um, so yeah, that was something that kept coming up time and time again for me as I was moving forward. Yeah. I mean, the, the culture pieces is come in a lot into my own business and, you know, looking at the nursing units here in the U S as well is, um, you know, what is it about the culture? And I've always kind of asked the questions like what would make, uh, working in the hospital enjoyable and fun and like mm -hmm. people want to do that. Uh, and I don't know, do you have any thoughts on, how to improve that culture or how to create a high performance culture um, in the hospital setting? Or are you more focused on helping people outside of them? That's a great question. At the moment, I work predominantly with people on their own, like, you know, one-to-one -one or one-to-group. Um, my goal uh, moving forward is to get into the hospital. So I think there's so much work that we can do there. Look, how long do we have? Um, I would say a couple of things that I think really would help people develop the cultures, really just raising our awareness of the key issues that we have, um, but also like how can we support our teams better? And the challenge uh, here in Australia is that we build our career as a clinician and we just keep, keep getting at, um, more and more things thrown at us that we're not actually qualified to do. <laughs> we don't have the leadership skills to run a four, five million dollar unit. You know, we don't have the management skills to manage 50 staff. So filling all of those non-clinical gaps, I think is so important. But for me, what I've identified most is, and what most people really want is just to be seen and to be heard and to be acknowledged and to be supported. And I think a lot of that can be done through mindset work. I think a lot of that can be done through thought work with clinicians because nursing is a great profession. It's a great job, but we collectively hold a lot of beliefs that I think block us from actually being able to enjoy the work that we do. I think we get caught up in fighting reality all the time. And it, like, it's, it's great and we should advocate and we should push, but not when it starts affecting your own well-being. That's when we've got to reclaim the power and that's where thought and mind management comes in. That's what I teach all my students about. Okay. All right. So you're you're sitting in human resources, you're getting clarity on next steps. What were kind of the um the values that you were talking about that made them think or this person think that you would be great for business? Mm -hmm. That's a great question because I'm still finding that out, I think. <laughs> um so for me, what my highest value was creativity. And I really, <clears throat> excuse me, I really struggled as a nurse unit manager to be creative, funnily enough. Uh, there's not that many ways you can be creative in that kind of job. So 
um, I realized that I was just so far removed from who I was authentically. So creativity was one of them. Um, innovation, being a thought leader and like ha having impact was very important to me. And I noticed that as I built my career that I had impact, but maybe with a team of 30. And I was always attracted to the roles that were like ridiculously crazy, working across five inpatient units with 150 to 200 staff. And that I'm like, crazy. how can we do this? You know, let's do this. Uh, and people thought I was crazy. So uh, I think those were the kind of key values for me. And then, of course, the rest has just been uncovering all of that as we moved forward. And I think at the start, I was a little skeptical that it was even possible um, that as a nurse that I could start a business that is in the coaching space where we do CVs, applications, but also predominantly really help people explore and navigate their careers. So I had a lot of... Um, limiting beliefs that were stopping me at that point but of course you know I was like I was interested in the impact and interested in what it could look like and who doesn't want to get up and make reels and have a bit of fun so I thought I could be creative as well uh, I, I would totally agree with that human resources you like hit all the the top things for an entrepreneur creativity innovation <laughs> impact <laughs> you're screaming business <laughs> Uh, okay, so but how do you go from that point where somebody says, hey, you should start a business to starting the business? Like, did they help you think of ideas of what it is that you could do? Um, or did you do that on your own? How did that? How did the, the business come? How did they, that get birthed? Yeah. Um, look, if you haven't noticed, I love to chat. So these coaching calls were very full of lots of discussion. And we were just having a bit of a play and exploring. And what I realized was that the one thing that really lit me up was like helping nurses be better nurses, right? Like in helping nurses thrive within their careers. And I noticed that theme through coaching, that that is what I've been doing. And I've been working with people clinically that have been nurses for like 20 years. And they're like, no one's ever invested in me. No one's ever looked at my resume. And as their educator manager, I was doing that and they were getting promotions. And I thought, hmm, interesting. Maybe I could do something with this. So I took this to my coach and she said to me, this is a business. You could run with this for sure. Because there are heaps of resume writers out there. There are heaps of select, you know, people that help with cover letters, interviews. None of them are nurses. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole market there of nurses that are looking for support and coaching and we do love to play run that story right clinicians that we're special and unique and that no one can understand the work that we do so I thought maybe there's something here um and then that the idea was born and really um I actually got my first paying client um at a party we went to I went to a party full of nurses and I just was like oh I'm doing this thing it's a side hustle I'm still working as an educator and she was like, I'm actually applying for a transition to intensive care program. And she was a, a graduate nurse. I said, sure, like we can work with you and I can do your applicate, blah, blah, blah. And oh my God, I over delivered to the max at that point for such low ticket pricing. It's ridiculous um, that I'm back on it now. But it was the starting point and she landed the job and I was like, maybe this will work. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. And, and that's like a great way to network. Everybody thinks networking is like a stuffy conference room, but you went to a party and networked. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. I love that. Um, okay, so you have your first paying client at this point, had you set up the business already or were you like, oh crap, now I gotta go set up the business because I have paying clients? Uh, this is funny because I always run this story myself that I'd, I've done it like back to front. <laughs> I feel like it's all over the place. Um, I definitely would have needed nursepreneurs at that point and, and, <laughs> and move into that. So 
I we were kind of a bit all over the place. Um, there was at the time my coach was like, "Hey, you need a website and you need to do all of these things," and of course, all of that consumed my time. And instead of going out there and finding people and doing all of these things, I spent weeks on building a WordPress website. And um, all of the cliche, <laughs> all of the cliche things. I, you know, I was really focusing on social media and putting posts out, but I wasn't really thinking about it. Um, and I was sitting there like with four followers, like, where are the people, you know, questioning everything and thinking that I had a million dollar idea that they would all just turn up. And I think that for me, that process is, has been a great learning curve of like, it just takes time. It is consistency. You know, I've now been doing this for two years and I went full time in the start of this year and it just, it will happen. It will work. It will come to fruition if you just keep moving forward, keep taking the next step. But I did all the things back to front website and then I deleted my website by mistake. So it was WordPress. So I said, I'm never going back to WordPress ever again. <laughs> did you? Did you do another WordPress or did you go? Oh, I'm on Squarespace and I don't love it, but I'm not moving until I can pay somebody to do it. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, we, we've had a, a nurse who let her uh, her hosting um, expire, oh, I guess, and then she lost her website and uh, she thought it was something we did. And we're like, no, 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 you got to pay that hosting. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you did your, your website and the, the social media. I, I'm laughing because, um, <laughs> you know, well, one, I've done it too. Uh, but two, it's like one of those things that a lot of people when they first start their business, they'll post like one time and they have the same reaction. Like, where is everybody? And why don't I have any money? <laughs> it doesn't quite work <laughs> like that. Um, so what was like the one main channel that helped you to get clients? So it was a thing that moved the needle for you. I would say that for me, it was tapping into Instagram um, and using Instagram, Instagram and Facebook. I'm a bit of a social media. I'm all over the place, but um purely because everybody is everywhere now, right? And I think that even though a lot of business coaches tell you to focus on one place and one thing, it's like, I'm doing it anyway. I may as well just post it everywhere else and just build that as well. And it has worked for me, but it does distract me a little bit. But Instagram has been the the main focus for me. Um, posting there and just really tuning into like my authentic voice and what is it that I have to offer that other people don't and my expertise. And I think that's something that I've really learned is just tapping into what is your unique viewpoint instead of just rinsing and repeating what's already being done. What do you bring to the table that's different? And of course, like like CVs and resumes, our attention span is so limited. Like I think we have like, what, like two seconds to make an impression when somebody opens a, a post or a reel. Um, and, you know, that's a little terrifying. So it's just, you know, time practice. But Instagram was the one for me. Okay. Yeah, and everybody's going to have a different channel for us. Uh, you know, it was like YouTube and, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You just have to find the channel that works for you, uh, wherever your audience is. So, and then, so you were started helping nurses with their CVs, uh, career coaching, and they bought into that idea of career coaching for nursing. Even it, if there is a lot of jobs out there for nurses. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Um, Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely believe that people can do it themselves. Like I did it myself for 14 years, for sure. I think what we offer that is different is that there are so many nurses now that are stuck, burnt out, misaligned, and are questioning their decisions. 
And for me, like coach, that's where the coaching comes in. The CV selection criteria, the interview, that's an added bonus in my in my mind. When people come to us, they never really quite understand that what they actually need is coaching and career coaching and mindset work. So they come in and they're like, I'm going to get a new job. And then I ask a couple of questions and they're like, oh, maybe I could do that. Like my coach did to me. And I'm like, yeah, well, what is stopping you? And I, I love helping nurses expand what's possible for them. And you do this, right? In nursepreneurship, it's it's helping them see that what we've been taught is our limit is no longer the limit. Um, You can do whatever you want to do. So uh, predominantly, a lot of the work that I do now is mindset and, co- and coaching and really diving into thought management. I got certified as a life coach this year. Um, it's something that I personally wanted to do myself. And now like that just really helps people see and they come and we coach on all of the things. It's not even just careers. Often it could be um, their relationship or their boundaries or things like that that are stopping them from moving forward. Yeah, I think that's a really, really important point because, you know, we have some of the same issues. We'll have nurses that they, they'll come and say they want to teach mindset or they want to help, you know, they want to do a course on burnout. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I, I get that nurses need this, but nobody's going to pay for that. Um, so it's one of those things that we build mindset into our programs, knowing that I can't just sell a mindset unless I'm like Tony Robbins, you know, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, so like for you, it's, uh, you know, bringing them in, uh, with a CV or, or, you know, we're going to do something simple. It's going to be relatively inexpensive. You ask a couple of questions and boom, the, you know, it's mm-hmm. like everything opens up. And I think it highlights the need to go into an audience, listen to what they're saying and give them what they're asking for. You know, you have to sell them what they're, they're asking for, but that you're going to yeah. end up giving them what they need because uh, that will come through very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so in terms of, um, you know, how many people, so you work one-on-one and one-on-one group. Um, do you have like plans to create like little Liam's or Liam coaches or... <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great question. Look, I have so like so many ideas. I do label myself as a bit of a multi-passionate and like love. And I think a lot of clinicians are, and we don't maybe realize that we are multi-passionate. I used to beat myself up for that. Um, and now I see it as my strength. So I do have lots of plans. Um, this year has been a bit of a play year. I went full-time in January in my business, and I was like, I'm going all in, I'm gonna try all of the things. And I'm just going to see what people need and want and just make it happen. And, you know, we're nearly at the end of the year and we've had, we've made over six figures this year, which I love to celebrate publicly because I don't think nurses know that you can do that in your own work. Um, And I work from home. I traveled Europe for two months, did all of the things. And um, yeah, so I think that my my plan is to expand. I already have someone that works with me who is a career success coach. Um, and she is not a little Liam, she's our own beautiful self. Uh, but we definitely have uh, shared our skills and knowledge with each other. But collectively now we have over 30 years of experience in, in the business and we help people from students right up to CEOs navigate their career. Um, we've worked with over 250 clinicians. So. Wow. There's a market for it. There's a need for it. And we that's all through just organic social media, right? That's just through word of mouth. So I'm excited as I build the business going into 2023. Like, how can I utilize ads? How can I get into YouTube? Like, I have a podcast. How can I really strengthen these avenues and keep listening to what people want and need? Because I have heaps of ideas 
But again, like the big lesson that I had this year was I run a graduate career launch program, which basically in Australia, it's quite difficult. Can you believe it? It's very difficult to get a graduate job as a graduate nurse. You can't just apply. Well, you can, but there are rules, there are processes, and they make it very difficult here. So we have graduates come in and work with us, and they come into our graduate career launch program, and we just help them launch their career. But we do CV cover letter and selection criteria and their interview prep. But we we also work on all of the fun, fa- foundations that graduates are missing from university like managing your mind, like imposter syndrome, transition shock, confidence, where does self-confidence come from? All of these things. How do you manage your time better? Not that crap that we get at uni where they're like, use a time planner. How do you really manage your time in your life and your work? So um, we have heaps of ideas in that space. My big, big goal is to have something like a nurse coaching certification program where nurses can come from all walks of life, whether they're in business, whether they're an educator, whether they're a nurse unit manager or a CEO or a student, and they come and they learn how to coach themselves for a sustainable life and career, but also take that back into the workplace and coach clinicians in the workplace. Imagine if we had like performance discussions and you were being coached, not just berated. Like, imagine if you make a mistake and you didn't get pulled up and it wasn't like, don't do that again, Katie. And it was more like, well, what what happened? Tell us. Hey, everybody, look what Katie did. Look what Katie did. What an idiot. (laughs) Right? Like, I feel like that that wouldn't be that difficult to create that culture. And I think that it would change everything. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely um, some small amount of research that I've seen on peer coaching and coaching in the units, and it hasn't really caught on yet. So I think there's a huge opportunity for that Mm. because uh, we're we're really siloed in um, the hospital. It's like, you know, you have the medical hierarchy and then you have the, the nursing kind of is flat almost like that hierarchy. I mean, it has little, little people there, steeple, but um, yeah, it's just kind of like, do what you're told type of thing. And it's not a real coaching type of environment. And, you know, I I feel like that's a huge miss um, because I mean, we're we're dealing with people's lives. Um, Now, let me, so I just for a clarifying point uh, for the Americans, uh, when you say graduate nurse, you mean a nurse that's brand new that hasn't worked yet. They just graduated. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> we'll say graduate nurse to mean like they just got their master's degree and. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I love that. Uh, and did you imagine when you first started that, or even like a couple months into it, that making six figures was a possibility? No, I'm I'm frantically shaking my head. No, I did not believe it could be true. Um, and. I feel like we're only get scratching the surface. You know, for me, it's not about the money. Um, it, it the money is nice. Uh, it's about the life that I want to create, and it's about the impact that I feel like I've put on this earth to have. And despite all of that, like as we um we talk about a lot in entrepreneurship, like there are so many blocks and so many things that stop us on the way. But it's also about me becoming like the highest version of myself and seeing what is possible for me in my career. Because I always say this to all of my clients and I say it all the time on the podcast, you know, you never know the how. I think we're all sitting here trying to work out cognitively how we're going to achieve our goals. Um, And you talk about fantasy math and it's kind of the same principle. Like you try and work it out in your brain and then you think it's going to work, but you just have to take the next step and just make it happen. And I think that that for me has just been what has got me here is just massive action, being willing to fail, being willing to go into the discomfort, 
have all the imposter syndrome and still put out a post and be like, hey, come work with me. And it fall flat on its face <laughs> and just be like, oh, well, let's try again and try a different way. Maybe the graphic and my graphic design skills are not great. Um, so, you know, you just live and learn. Um, awesome. And, and so the next step is really, or one of the next steps is to create a certification program uh, to expand, potentially getting into the hospital systems to build out coaching programs. And I love that idea. I mean, it's so needed. Um, have you noticed, uh, do you work with nurses internationally as well? Yeah. Um, so we've had a couple of clients in New Zealand um, and we've got a client currently in the UK. Yeah. So I think that, um, and we've got a lot of followers from the US, there's lots of US listeners on the podcast, which is amazing. So thank you for listening, people. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that there is so much scope, right? There's people, as you like, people slide into your DMs, it's like, and they're from all over. I was talking to somebody recently from Iran, that's a nurse that is like, just how can I work with you? How can I get into your programs? And like, they can't access because of the political issues that are going on there at the moment. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, you can get, you can work online as a nurse and you can make money and you nurse on your terms. You can have impact. It's incredible. Yeah. You can DM the course to her <laughs> for Instagram. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Insta course. <laughs> there you go. A new thing for you to do. Um, huh. Yeah, no, that, that is really exciting. Um, and, and you said something earlier that I kind of want to go back to and it, you know, a little, little off topic, but you had said that you worked in Fiji and UK and Australia, and that's all very exotic for us in the US. Um, and were there, were there much differences between those three places? And is this something that your coaching can expand into to Fiji and UK as well, uh, just as easily? Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. So um, UK were paid very badly, very, very badly. So that was um, a catalyst for me moving from there. But in saying that, the the service in the NHS and the work in the camaraderie used to be when I worked there many years ago, amazing. And by far, it's probably my most favorite nursing role. Um, but I was at the start of my career and it was quite green. So I think that also plays a part of that. I moved to Australia and Australia is amazing. The pay here is very good. Uh, it's one of the top 10 in globally for pay, yet we run a story that it's not good. Uh, but I would argue that the pay here is incredible. You know, I've been in nursing roles that have been paid nearly $200,000. Um, you know, that's pretty incredible. So um, that's Australia. And of course, there's so many opportunities. I would say here that they're very flexible in helping people promote and move forward. And there's a lot of growth in the roles as well. Um, we only have 500,000 nurses in Australia. You know, there's not a heap of us here. Like in terms of our population, we've got 24, 25 million people. Um, so it's quite a small pool. And then Fiji, I went across there as part of my master's program. Um, I studied international public health and I went across there for six weeks, worked with the WHO and the UN and things like that. And uh, it's a very different system, as you can imagine. Uh, the hospitals were pretty much, um, they were very low you know quality um and the the staff were amazing they were beautiful but there was a, a nurse that i worked with that couldn't get colostomy bags for her patients like they were just using buckets you know there were so many fundamental basic issues that like they wouldn't have enough incontinence pads uh, they would reuse needles at times um yeah. you know they would go out and do implants in the in the community um hall you know with the chickens running around their feet it was an incredible experience uh the coaching would be amazing there I don't know how it would be accessible to people maybe that's something when I have you know impact and abundance that I can then go back and do and I would love to do that 
because they were the most beautiful people. Um, they they had so little in the uh, available to them, but they just gave so much. It was beautiful. It was such a beautiful experience, and it really um shows me that we're, we're quite entitled, and that we, <laughs> you know, we complain about not having a tea break, and I'm like, yeah, these people don't even have any dolls. <laughs> I love that. That was the one thing. Um, the tea break. I, I had spent some time in Uganda. And it, it's very English over there. Uh, they have English customs inside the hospital, and I was volunteering there. And every day at three o'clock, we stopped and had no matter what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> like it was tea time at three o'clock, and it was the most. Uh, I love tea time. <laughs> it was it's just so good. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, where did the name High Performance Nursing come from? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, at the time, I pinched it. <laughs> I pinched it. I was listening to Brent. I was loving Brendan Burchard's podcast a couple of years ago, and I was listening to his high performance habits. And I was thinking, I was trying to kind of put a label on how I felt in the industry. And I was like, it sounds a little egotistical, but I was like, I do believe that I'm a high performer. I've built my career up. I go to work every day. I do the best that I can. And I want the best for me and for my patients, but also for my life and for my career. So I was like, oh, I'll, and I was in the gym, as you are, you know, doing something. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I could call it high performance nursing. And it's interesting because now I look at that and a lot of people look at it and they're a little bit like, mm, what is this? Like, <laughs> what do you mean by this? But really, it's about helping nurses just be the highest version of themselves. You know, I truly believe that anything is possible for every nurse. Um, we're only limited by the thoughts that we have that are stopping us from moving forwards. Um, and I want that for everybody. Yeah. In the life, and now I'm more so like, let's like high performance nursing, but let's be like a high performance human, and then the nursing will just come. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and I think more nurses need to walk around, especially you, and just maybe say out loud, "Damn, I'm good." <laughs> Damn, yeah, like, I am I'm good. High performer, right? Like, I'm a high performer. We would never like assign that to ourselves. We'd never say, I'm a high performer. I'm excellent at my job. Nurses don't do that. Yeah. Why? No, we're, we're, we'd like to be humble. And one of my problems was being humble and invisible and not speaking up and, and that kind of stuff and just letting everybody else do everything. And then you complain about it. It's just kind of like, yeah, this this is not how things get done. This is not, totally. <laughs> and it's not me. Um. So, okay, awesome. Um. Liam, if people want to get in touch with you, they want to use your services, listen to your podcast, where can they go? What should they do? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm at High Performance Nursing across every platform. I managed to snag that everywhere. Um, and the podcast is High Performance Nursing. Our website is liamcaswell.com, just to be different. Um, <laughs> but you can get everything on there. And I'll try not to delete it before you come and look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure.